All right, this is Conversations for the Pride. My guest tonight is Nick from Stud Meets World, and that's on IG, and there's also a podcast by the same name, Stud Meets World. Nick, let me ask you a question. If the future is female, I want you to finish that sentence. If the future is female, then... Then the future is bright. Awesome. Okay. In three sentences, I want you to introduce yourself, keeping in mind that our audience is the LGBTQIA, women of all colors, creed, and races. So, hello, everybody. My name is Nick Bishop. I classify myself as a stud. I'm a lesbian. I'm black, dreaded up in the community. I want to do uh, positive things for this community, and I'm happy to be on the show. Thank you. Nick, we're in an unprecedented time in the whole world, but especially us as black people, we're in the era of the Black Lives Matter. We have seen unprecedented amount of protests, not just here in the U.S. where we live, but all around the world in support of equality. Give me your take on the whole Black Lives Movement. What would you like to see come out of the Black Lives Movement, especially as far as being a masculine identified black woman? Well, for the movement, I see the the main thing is equality. And this is the first time in my life that I felt that there is actually an opportunity for change and that people are people outside, you know, of course, people in the black community, we already know this. We've already seen the racism, the brutality. We've, we've seen this. We know. But a lot of America and the rest of the world, I feel like they are finally seeing and understanding what we have been trying to say for so long. I'm very encouraged by the fact that it wasn't just, you know, when you see the protesters, it's not just black people. You see a lot of right. white people. You see all the countries that joined in on our behalf. Right. Like that was... To me, that was amazing to me because I haven't felt the support. I feel like black people are like, you know, I always feel like we're the hated people in this world. Like we always get the bum stick. But this is the first time where I felt like people are backing us and there's a real chance for us to, to make a change and a difference. Right. And I think the video of George Floyd made it sort of impossible for people to look away. Some people still chose to, but it made it harder for people to look away. The other thing is, if you saw that video and it didn't touch you deeply, something is really wrong with you. I mean, it just it had to touch you. And also, as far as the movement is concerned, I agree with you 100 percent. I mean, seeing all kinds of people out there. I mean, I saw I saw Amish people out there. I saw people that reckon uh, Wiccan. I saw, I saw everybody. I saw Native Americans one day dancing down the street. They showed up and it made me, I agree with you. I mean, even talking about it right now, I got chills. I mean, I literally got chills when I was sitting in my house. I mean, I went out too, but other days when I was sitting in my house and I saw everybody showing up saying, look here, you know what? Enough is enough. Everybody was saying the same thing. We're tired. Enough is enough. We stand with the black people and we need some changes. And I do believe because of that, I believe where you have a collective energy, you're going to have change. In your opinion, what's the most pressing issue facing the stud community right now in 2020? I think a lot of times people like to put studs like in a box, what we can and can't do and what qualifies you as a stud or disqualifies you. And I think that's kind of, it's detrimental. And we need, and I'm going to say because I, this is a course from the outside looking in because I'm not white. I can't speak for the white LGBT, but it seems like, like the white masculine, you know, the bushes, they were doing whatever they want. No, nobody say nothing. No, nobody care. They just out there enjoying their life. 
other things. And like those black parents, even that's why there's such a problem with gay males in the community because of that toxic masculinity. And it bleeds into our community as well. So when you see studs doing something that not considered steadily, I think, you know, they get kind of looked down upon. I think we're a little too rigid. When you go to, and that was a great example you gave about, there is a big difference between black and white. I mean, you go to a white club and two girls that look like butchers, butch could be, are in there dancing together, holding up on each other, and nobody's looking at that. If you have that in black club, people are looking and talking and everything. And I think it's time we, in the black community, we need to break out from some of these shells. That's why there's so much pain. We carry so much pain because we can't be ourselves. People have to be who they want to be. And you got to just love them for being who they are. I agree. And it's either, either way somebody wants to go. Like, there's certain things that I just, me, I'm not saying all studs can't do X. But for me, that's a no. And that should also be respected. It's just like you said, we're too rigid. We need to just let people, just let people be. Yeah, I had this conversation with someone else that was on an episode before. And we were talking about the bedroom. And I was telling her, I was like, as a stud, there are things that I may not like. And there are things that I like. But me personally, the way I rock it is when I close that bedroom door, whatever goes on in that bedroom is between me and the person in that bedroom. Anyway, I'm not going to sit and call my stud friends when I get out the bedroom and say, this happened, that I'm not going to talk about what I did to her. And I'm not going to talk about what she did to me. That's our private business because i rock that way i'm gonna be myself i think everybody should be able to be themselves if you're with someone you should be able to be who you are yeah i definitely agree with that why do we need labels and how do they help us or hinder us in our day-to-day i think everything gets labeled even you know humans woman man and for me like like me you just talked about just because you're a stud it doesn't mean that all but for me, it just gives me a base, you know, a good baseline. If you say that you're a femme, then I make certain thoughts about you and mm-hmm. where you're at and what I can expect. Right. You know, the same thing as a STEM, especially when dating. Because somebody like me, I'm all, you know, I'm out of the dating scene. But when I was dating, I I'm only into femmes. Right. That's so that is quick to let me know what what I can expect. Even if you say you're somebody who doesn't like labels. To me, it's like, okay, you know, I could be wrong, but I say, okay, so you're no label, so you might not kind of understand where I'm coming from as a stud. Whereas stems that, like studs, they kind of, they understand us in a way. Right. I think you can say you're no label, but but I think your energy speaks to who you are anyway. Like, I could walk in a room at a party, even if it's a straight party, and immediately I feel the energy of the one or two or three studs there. I go over there, we start talking, I realize, boom, these are my people, this is my tribe, you know? It's, it's let's talk about violence in our community a lot of times and i've experienced this i've gone to club i've never fought in a club i'm not about fighting but i mean i've gone to clubs and i see one hour after being in the club, the studs are breaking out into a fight. I've also seen studs trying to beat up on their girls. I've also, seen, And I've heard a lot of people saying studs beating up on their girls. And then in general, I mean, just a lot of studs seem to be ready to throw hands. The smallest little thing, especially in the clubs. I never understood. Stand why you're in a club and you got to throw hands. Give us your take on the violence that you think, especially pertaining to studs. So I think if that 
might go also to where some studs might feel like that is a way that you show your studliness or whatever. Like, to me, I think that's, I mean, and I understand at the end of the day, we're both women, da-da-dee, da-da-da, but if you are a stud, I mean, and nobody should put their hands on anybody, I'll just say that, stud, them, whatever, but you just corny, a stud, you know, putting your hands on on your woman, on your on your femme, especially right. nine times out of ten, you're bigger, you're stronger, and and my unscientific belief, I feel like I have a bit too much testosterone. Right, right, <laughs> so right, right. I think, You know, I feel like that's probably a common trait and stuff. Right. So it's like you're stronger. Why would you put your hands on on your girl? And either way, even when it's a femme doing that to to the stud, I just think that's. It's not cool. It's dangerous. You know, I don't I don't understand it. But I think some people think that that's the way to that comes off as strength when it really comes off as corny and punkish and weak. You're not and weak. You can't, you can't control yourself and you definitely don't know how to use your words. And that's not a relationship that should last. And either which way, whoever's doing the whatever, immediately when someone comes at you with that energy, you're supposed to be out of that because it's very hard for people like that to just change in that relationship. Even if they change, it probably takes them getting out of that one and getting into another one. Right, they're going, doing some some therapy, doing something. Correct. Yeah, we just had a big we just had a big win. Employment discrimination. Have you ever experienced employment discrimination firsthand? Do you know any studs that have? And what advice would you give to studs that may experience like any kind of discrimination or anything that makes them uncomfortable in the workplace? I actually had, so somebody was like secondhand. They told us, so when I got married, you know, I'm in like a corporate type of of business and they sign cards for you. And so uh, somebody told me that they went into one of the bosses office to get him to sign the car and he starts going on and on about how he's not going to sign it because of religious reasons mm-hmm. meanwhile who asked you like at the end of the day i wouldn't even notice his name wasn't on it i could just figure right, right, it right. but i'm not right. you know i'm not looking for that but, but, that's just shit anyway. that's, but, but I'm, I'm not even gonna I, I don't mean to cut you off but i got to that when people tell me they don't do things for religious reasons that's bullshit because those same people will go to the casino those same people will eat meat on Fridays. Those same, if you tell me that you're so religious, then I want to see you fucking standing by that in everything. Not just when it comes to homosexuality. No, I agree with you 100% on that. And that, not to get too off topic, but my mom's friend who, not to, you know, people do their things, not to talk down on anybody, but at the time she was a drug, an active heavy drug user. Mm-hmm. She was sleeping with a married man. Mm-hmm. She was stealing from the job. You know, I had come out and she was, she knew about it. And she, she, this person had the nerve to tell my mom that she needed to get me into church. It's like, girl, <laughs> what? All of this is the worst. My sin is that I love women. And you are doing all of this. I mean, the hypocrisy just kills yeah, with these churchy people. I can't with churchy people. Man, half of the times they in there, they sleeping up with each other. They done had like 5,900 oh, yeah. abortions and on and on and on. And ain't nobody judging them. I'm not judging you. But all I'm saying is don't judge me. Thank you. And don't give me that church shit. I'm going to ask you 5,900 things that I know you sinning if you go by the Bible about. So don't try it. Nobody's perfect. Don't do it. Women are known to U-Haul. Why do you think studs don't step up and say, hey, look, baby, let's take this slower. Why don't they be more of a leader and just slow down the relationship? I think they'd be willing to 
with it. Sometimes you just go because I have. I can't. I wish. I wish I could say I never did it. But my first love. One day she came over and she just never left. Mm. And <laughs> so, mm. so I, I, I don't. I don't know. I can't even. You know, because I, I have done. I ain't even gonna act like I never did it. Man, I appreciate that. What role does a stud play when a woman has kids? So I think it depends on where the relationship is. And my only thing with studs, with women with kids, is that, for one, I think a lot of times women introduce their kids to too many people and do it too quickly. For real. And I think uh, sometimes studs will be saying, like, oh, that's my, you know, claiming this child. But when you claim a child, to me, that's a very sacred and important thing you're saying. So if you are a parent, you're saying that the needs of the child come before your own. Mm-hmm. You were saying if something happens with this relationship, then if that's your child, then that's your child. Just because you and the mom break up don't mean you and the child disconnect. But I think right. I think sometimes it just gets people just want to say that that's their kid. And then they be claiming kids. But do you pay child support? Do you know the teacher's name? Do you like what are you no. really doing besides just saying that's your it's kid? It's corny, man. I, it's I, just crazy. It's just corny. Now, that's some corny shit. Yeah, I, I had uh, I dated. I wasn't planning on dating her at the time. We were just friends, but we're going to this party with somebody I was talking to, and she had a child. And she had already told me about her ex. The ex didn't want nothing to do with the kid, which I don't get that. How are you having a child and you have a girlfriend who don't want to mess with your child? But anyway, so she didn't really want to mess with her kid. So anyway, we all get to this tattoo party, and her ex talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to get my daughter name talking about her ex child. I'm going to get her name on my arm. Like, you just sound corny. You don't even even know the little girl middle name. Why are you trying to put on? I'm like... I think it's a huge, huge responsibility when you get involved with someone that has children. I think there's a lot of conversations that need to be had to clarify a lot of things. I think the abuse goes both ways. I think sometimes studs find themselves in situations where they get used for their financial support. Like women have kids and then, oh, you know what? I'll get in with a stud. They're going to treat me good. They're going to treat my kids good. Knowing that maybe she's even bisexual, she's not even going to stay in the relationship or the whole time she ain't even really 100% committed to the relationship. End of the day, Stud ends up losing out, just spending a whole bunch of money on something that wasn't about nothing anyway. And then the other part of that is, yeah, hell yeah, just like what you're saying. A lot of these people jumping in relationship, claiming these kids, getting these kids excited about them, treating the kids one way, making the kids believe that they, they came to be a parent figure. And then as soon as the relationship goes south, Mom don't want you to see the kids no more. You don't want to see the kids no more. It's confusing to the children. It's not fair to the children. No, it's it's confusing. It's very confusing. And it's well, abusive. I, I agree. I agree. And I was uh, the other day. I saw somebody post up talking about her friend. She was in a relationship with this woman for five years. And when the relationship was over, you know, they were supposed to be raising this child together. And like you said, when the relationship was over, she went to a man and cut, said that she couldn't talk to the, this child anymore. For five years, somebody that you raised as a baby, I can't mm-hmm. imagine that kind of thing. And also the financial support. Think about how much money she also invested in the child, too. She probably she helped pay for a lot of things. She was probably there emotionally, mentally, and financially. I think this is one of the pressing issues that we as studs need to figure out like how do we how do we make this work where it works for us and it works for them like, what if any kind of pressure is added to an lgbtqia 
a relationship, mainly especially we're talking pertaining to studs. If you dating a chick, she's a femme, and basically she's all into you, she's in love with you, she wants to be with you, but her family don't approve. She got to sneak around and hide to see you. And basically your family's telling her like, hey, if you think you're going to be gay around here, you out of this house, you we're disowning you, we never want to see you. So you could go move with her if you want, but in the process of moving, choosing you, she has to choose to lose her family. So to me, I completely understand people who have to be in the closet and people who have to kind of make different things for because of their family. But for me, I am out. I'm not going to walk on eggshells for anybody. It's not anything that I'm interested in. So if she couldn't be strong enough to be like, okay, you know, because it's not that she's choosing to me, it's not that she's choosing me, it's that she's choosing to live her life authentically for herself. Mm-hmm. And so if she couldn't say that, if she wanted me to sneak around or we can't do certain things, like, then I just couldn't be in the relationship. My wife, when we got engaged, it was a certain family member who had invited her to a baby shower. And then she told her, but don't bring your fiance. And then, and then, yeah, <laughs> but don't bring your fiance. What the hell? My, my baby, she does not play about me. People do not. She does not play about Nick. So, I had, you know, I had to save that poor child. I'm like, you know, because she, she doesn't know that we are a unit. Exactly. Like she don't play exactly. that. So if my girl can't go to war with me like that, I I can't I can't mess with it. And that's so, not disrespectful too. And you teach a person how to treat you. Had she just said, Oh, no problem. Don't worry about right. it, I'll come and she doesn't need to come, she could stay home. Then what will happen is you'll be having more invitations where they're trying to exclude your partner. Because you're teaching her that it's okay to freaking do that when it's not. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that was the last, and that was a good point. And that was the last time, like, she apologized about it. She did, and she was basically on her ex list. And I had to tell my baby, okay, baby, like, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. Let her back in, let her back in. But yeah, she was, she was pretty much done. That's a rat. Moving yeah. on. Like, so that, that's the kind of, because uh, you're, you're absolutely right. You teach people how to treat you. Yeah, and when you, man, you gotta, and you gotta be quick too, because people will sneak shit in there so easily and you won't even realize what they're doing. You have to really, and kudos to y'all for having that kind of relationship. HIV and AIDS, HIV and AIDS um, and other sexually transmitted diseases are still, you know, pretty rampant in our communities. We're not talking about them as much, especially right now with COVID. People are talking about COVID. But there's a lot of people that's still walking around here with AIDS, walking around with HIV, how do studs protect themselves and how do we have a conversation with people that we're dating about, you know, hey, are you, have you been testing yourself? What's your status? How do we go about that? To me, I think it's just like how you said it. I, I feel like you should be able to just have the conversation like that. You know, I'm, I want to, I want to make sure that you're comfortable and you know that I'm being safe. And I want to know that same thing for you. So are you being tested? Let's go together. That And that shouldn't be offensive to anybody. Right. The last time I was in a really serious relationship, and I actually, I don't live in Atlanta, but I was, my, my partner was, had moved to Atlanta. She had some family stuff. And I went up there for Pride. And we actually got tested at Pride. We had been tested together before, but while we were at Pride, I was like, hey, they got free testing here. They said you get the test back in like 10 minutes. Why don't we just do a quick test? You know, we had been dating for a while. We just got tested at Pride too. It was like, boom. 
It was nothing. We uh, we we went. We they did their little thing. We just hung out. We had like a little drink while we were hanging out, waiting for the test, and then we got the results back. You know, it was like it was nothing. It's so easy now to get tested. I mean, there's so many places you can get tested, and you can pretty much have the results back in like 10, 15 minutes. I personally think there's absolutely no reason why, if you're dating. You're married, that's different. But if you're dating, there's no reason why you shouldn't be getting tested um, every time you get a new partner. That should be part of like your, I don't know, I call it the weight, the weight to skate, the weight. Get something that you can't get back. Yeah, and it's just, to me, we have to be more responsible. I think a lot of times, especially when this disease first came out, women thought that they were immune. I think a lot of times, too, we think because, okay, it's just two women and because I'm not really entering her body in a way a penis enters her body that okay maybe i can't but we do we do swap a lot of things still you know we still susceptible to these things i think we are at a big disadvantage because even you know the sex ed already isn't that great in schools but they're definitely not focused on outside of heterosexual sex that's true so i'm sad to say at some point i didn't even realize like toys that you could really transmit it you can good point yeah you can Mm -hmm. yeah i mean at one time i didn't you know i didn't realize that i mean of course i cleaned and you know you sanitize it but that's just it's like a toy how can you get well yeah you can but that you know our our sexual education we don't really we're not really getting it where are you getting it from i mean when you think about it it's plastic plastic is very porous so it makes sense that if you use a dildo on somebody and they they have an illness when they it can that can be attached to it and even though you clean it you don't know that it's going to be clean take all of it out of there that's why sometimes no, um, of course i just mean like in general the sex that like so, sometimes it's not there and that also like contributes to us being susceptible to getting some because we just don't you know realize of course the said you don't have to you don't have to play i was younger yeah yeah no 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 and i i mean i mean i think about shoot i think about the sex education when i was in school i think we had maybe one class man where they spoke about sex and even then the teacher looked so uncomfortable the kids were all everybody's putting their head down then the boys were laughing man then the girls were i mean it's just like it's 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 one of those things that you have to take responsibility for yourself and seek out information for yourself and so on. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, educate yourself so that you can be safe um, and your partners or partner can be safe. So terms like gender fluid, non-binary, um, pronouns now, in the last five years, we're seeing like an evolution happening in the LGBTQ community. The stud, I don't even think anybody really uses even DOM anymore, aggressives. Seems like we're coming into an age where there's going to be some new terms. What do you think is the future of people like me and you, the stud who is a masculine identified woman who appreciates being called stud? What do you think our future is? I don't know. That's a good question. I do see a lot of, you know, terminology and things. I'm trying to write one head around that thing, but I, I feel like, and maybe I'm naive in this, but I do see a lot of people feel, you know, there are gender fluid and pansexual and I see all this kind of thing, but I do still see people proudly, I'm a stud, this is what that means to me, and I don't see that going away, but I could be wrong. 
I tell you one thing I do see that I really like, and I don't know if it's just social media has made it this way. I see a lot of people, 16, 17, I call them baby studs. They like, they know, they know who they are. They know what they're about. They ain't even, there's no doubt. They out and proud. And I love that. On, you know, TikTok, a lot, you know, looking up stuff. And I do, I'm like, man, and they, you know, like you said, they're very proud. They know who they are. And mm-hmm. they get to see that. Like when I was coming up, or I was coming up, I wasn't. We didn't see that as much. Yeah, we didn't see, even was if it was, was, we didn't was, see you know, it. I was the nigga girl. The club. I, you yeah. know, there was no, it was just me. Right, like, right. When I saw like TLC and especially the brat, oh, I was like, oh, that you know, yeah. I wasn't seeing it. And then they wasn't even claiming who they was, the brat. And I mean, that's no. you know, everybody do what they want to do. We we can't judge people. Everybody do what they want to do. But I mean, look at uh, twenty five years it took for the brat to come out, and you know, she said that it was more about the music industry told her you gotta be desirable to both males and females, and so in other words she made this decision for a career which I understand and no one could judge her but you know in the meantime like you said us out in the world looking for representation looking for acceptance looking for it was so disappointing to see people like yes. the Brad Queen Latifah who still hasn't come out even now and she need to stop but like you said people, <laughs> people got to be who they are and when like with the Brad I'm gonna admit I was better of course, like most people, we figured what was going on. Like, okay, she tried, you know, what do you like? She dancing on dudes. I was like, come on, I don't even, I don't even. Looking know. uncomfortable but, as shit. Like, yeah, Ellen, remember yeah, Ellen yeah. in that movie, man? What you need to do? Nah. I was better. I was like, I know you was playing, but you had, you know, you was rocking your shit. But when she, I, I was, I was a little bitter about it. But, you know, like you said, at the end of the day, people have to do what they're comfortable with and what they feel like they can do in their life. But I, yeah, I, I was disappointed when, when Brad came out with that, that new style. Yeah. I, I mean, I even look at Ellen, man. Ellen had some movies back in the day. Like, there's this one movie where she was marrying this guy. I mean, it just looked so... Oh, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah, I, I know that movie you're talking about. It, it looks silly. It's but, awkward, you know, man. Ellen, during that time that she came out, she didn't go for that. Because they, they really were not there. Oh, she suffered, too. Coming out and especially not no uh, boyish-looking one. You know she suffered, too, right? Like, she did she did lose some gigs. She did lose some jobs. She did. And you, oh, she you, lost her show. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. She is the GOAT for it. That's why I can't understand sometimes when I see, like, the Queen Latifahs and uh, the Brats and whoever else in there that won't come out. Because guess what? At the end of the day, when Ellen started to be authentic... That's when she really took off, though. When she got... First, she went down, you know, and this happens in life. First, it destroyed her a little bit, but once she came back up... Man, Ellen now is like a powerhouse in Hollywood. Look at Robin from Good Morning America. Oh, yeah. She was... uh, With a shortcut? Yeah. She just came out and told her whole story. Like, look, I'm gay. I've always been gay. She's got a beautiful partner. And I feel like in 2020, if you can't do it in 2020, when are you going to be able to do it? Nah, that's true. You got to be able to trust the process. And then sometimes you just... There's certain things I believe you just got to believe that God got you. Like, it's going to be all right 25 years later. But I'm so... I'm so proud of the brat. I'm so proud of her. I'm happy for her and I'm proud of her yeah. and she so seems she happy on her time 
and she came through whatever, you know, all that was blocking that. Because at some point, like you said, the closer it got, Ella was out, this was out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was other things internally to her. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. However long it took, she did do that. And she's, she's walking her truth and she seems much happier for it. The other part of that is whether it's the brat or whether it's Queen Latifah or people have speculated that MC Light may be bisexual because she's married now or whoever. The thing about it now is I'm sure there's still some stigmas attached to it. I'm sure there's still some craziness because that's the world we live in. But most people right now, like, you don't understand. Most people would applaud you. They big you up right now for being yourself. People are loving when you are real. So, yeah. go ahead. I'm going to say, it, it can also sometimes, it's just, it could be individuals in your life, like your personal individual. Like, I, I was blessed that my mom, like, she's one of the most important people in my life. And so, I don't know how that would be if my mom was homophobic and was one of those people who said that they would just, you know, it's easy for me because I'm not living that reality to be like, oh, if you if you got a problem with who I am, then that's on mm-hmm. I'm being me, da 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 da. But I don't have people that I'm very close to that I have to make that decision. That's true. That's so a good I think, point. You know, sometimes that could be people too. It's not necessarily the world they're trying to hide it from. It's their grandma. It's their, you know, auntie. It's it's whoever in their personal life that they're just not ready to share that with. Yeah, I mean that's a that's an excellent point, and I'm sure that's true in a lot, especially in black people's cases. Yes, um, but unfortunately. Some of these black people got to wake up. If you're listening to this show right now, I mean, if you love somebody, you got to let somebody be who they are. Love is not about trying to get a person to be something to make you comfortable. Love is about accepting a person who they are, you know, loving them unconditionally for what they are. Anytime someone got to fit in a box for you, then something something's a little off with that. Yeah, I agree. So as we get to the end of this, though, I want to take you get your take on something. We definitely all right now have either heard the whole conversation or heard little snippets of August Asina talking about him having a relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith, who is number one, a married woman and number two, who's probably old enough to be his mom. So a couple of questions, and then you give me your take as well. I mean, definitely what you think about that, what you think about it from the standpoint of the fact that she's married. It's pop culture news right now. It's everywhere. What's your take on that? So I will preference it. I have heard about it, but I haven't heard any of the you know videos or the clips about it. So from what I understand, you know, preference it in that way, that it sounds, to me, it sounds like I get what people are saying about an older woman kind of, you know, maybe taking a bit of advantage of a younger man. But he is a man. He was in his 20s. Again, I, I don't know what the whole situation is, but if they have an open relationship where will that he was okay with it i, I don't know i i, I feel kind of you know grown people doing grown things but i i don't know enough about you know the situation of really yeah. i think you know i listened to a little bit of august's interview with angela he okay and then um jada put out a statement saying that she was going to or to i guess that she's going to bring herself to the red table talk I think a lot of people wouldn't have been so interested in this. They would have been interested, but they wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been such a big topic if she wasn't doing red table talk. 
she's out here talking to people about their relationships. So now people are like, well, if you could talk to other people about their relationships, you got to definitely bring your relationship to light too, which makes sense, which is fair. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I think August is totally, man, totally, just totally wrong. I don't care about what happened between them. I think like whatever happened you are wrong for bringing it to the public it should have never come to the public you can't hate someone that much to ruin someone's you're gonna put a stigma no matter what people thought about her now you putting us you choosing to put a certain stigma on her you choosing to do certain things and i think that that's wrong i don't think that's love at all i didn't see anyone putting a gun to his head i i mean i didn't even understand like how he got to talk about jada it just didn't even make sense to me yeah that, that is I, I was wondering how the whole thing came out and about their relationship anyway like what was the nobody asking shit he just decided that this was information <laughs> he was going to tell and he was saying that it, it was uh weighing on him mentally and i'm like you as a fuck nigga because if it weighing on you mentally go and get some mental help this woman is married she has a family she has you know go and get mental help why bring it to the public in the whole interview he's saying i don't like drama i don't ever bring drama i'm never in no drama i'm like are you kidding me like what is this if this ain't drama like what how is this not gonna be drama exactly last question so we all face issues so gay people blacks women every group has its own unique set of issues if you could sum up in a couple of sentences how you think studs could handle their issues that they have i think maybe i mean because like you said we we have certain labels that we put on ourselves that we you know that we just put on ourselves black you know stud this and that means something to you when you say that whatever it means it means something to you I think as far, like, I know when I was a baby stud, like you said, mm-hmm. I was a little bit more rigid, mm-hmm. and I thought, like, if I would hear that a stud was taking the strap, or I see him dancing a certain way in the club, I'm over here judging mm-hmm. with my judgy ass. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, now that I have grown up, and it's like, it's... Just because people let people be, let them do. Just because someone likes this, what does that have to do with you? Even sexually myself, there's certain things that I was like, you know, uncomfortable before, just didn't like that now that I'm into. So I think, yeah, you can be a certain label, but don't think like, okay, yeah, you're black. But if you want to listen to some country music, do you, boo-boo? Like, that doesn't mean you're not black now. If you want to, you know, ride your girl's face, that don't mean you're not a stud. You're a stud that likes to ride your girl's face. So I I think, like, we need to more just understand that we can still identify as a stud and be able to enjoy what we want to enjoy without feeling like, "Ah, I shouldn't do that because I'm a stud. Or I can't like that because I'm a stud. So we need to stop suppressing ourselves so much and putting ourselves in a box. And and I think one of the, the things, too, is, like, sometimes I see studs, especially sexually, sex is a big one posting about what they wouldn't do and what they what they oh man i'd never do that and i don't need i don't need a girl to touch me i'm just happy just by pleasing her and stuff like that and then sometimes i think just like you a lot of times they're maybe like 20 and i'm like wait if you think you're gonna spend your whole life or you think you're gonna live until 80 and your only enjoyment in life is gonna be from giving someone else pleasure you crazy and you don't know what you're missing Instead, I think instead you could say like right now, this is where I find myself. And I think 
more thugs need to spend time exploring their own bodies and being open to what they think they might like. Be, be a little bit more open. When you have a girl that you trust, be a little bit more open and then you can find out, hey, no, I don't like that. Oh yeah, I do like this. But stop being so quick to be like, definitely, I know I don't like this. I wouldn't do this. Oh, that's so gay. Wait a minute, we are gay. What the hell are you talking about? You know? Exactly. And to understand that even though, okay, like you may have gotten out of your box once unless somebody do something and it was terrible so like that door is closed. No, that person might have just been terrible because like for me, head, I was never like a fan of that because it, it just didn't do, it really didn't do much for me so I didn't and then my wife done, she got some magic tricks up her sleeve and now I'm like, know what okay. to do. <laughs> she know, she and, know what know, to do. Flip that around. Okay, it's not. So sometimes don't don't let the first person that you know you allow to try something with just because it might not be, or you might just not be ready at that point too. Oh, they so may, like, like you said, said, they may not just be. Everybody isn't good at giving hands. Everybody's not good. They're not. Yeah, don't don't be fooled by that. We a female. I'm a female. I know a female body. Nah, right bullshit. Now. Yeah, a lot of them don't know how to do. That's in everything. That's what a lot of people don't understand. And even another point, too, is a person that may be bad the first one or two times could get better, too. If you, I mean, I've dated girls that were, like, horrible. And it was like, you got to just be like, baby, okay, think about when I'm doing this to you. Think about what it feels like. Think about, try to imagine what you feel like I'm doing to you. And then I'm going to show you what I would like for you to do. And you got to be able to be mature enough, too, to have mature conversations with people you're in relationships with if you can't even talk you're in a relationship with a woman and you can't show her what you like or talk to her about what you like like what the hell uh, that, that 110%. and that's why i think i was having this conversation on someone else's page i think that's one of the reasons in the past i don't know we still having it a lot you know you have a lot of studs that when you look one month they're a stud next two months they're coming up pregnant and i think a lot of times we were having a lot of studs that were actually being in sexual relationship with guys for the public they were studs but be in the nighttime they going creeping with guys was because they weren't being sexually fulfilled in their relationship with women like you have a body and you granted some of them might have been bisexual too but my hallucination is some of them and some of them was just creeping because they weren't fulfilled either you gotta i never thought about that yeah i mean yeah, every woman come on think about it man every woman wants an orgasm how are you gonna just live your life you 30 years old you will never had an orgasm you will never feel nothing you will never you're 25 yeah. and you ain't never getting no kind of pleasure other than just giving a woman pleasure. No. That's crazy. It don't work that way. You know, you can start seeking pleasure from somebody else, from someplace else. Maybe where you could be yourself. Maybe where you could moon. Maybe you could lay on your back. You could do whatever you want to do. But you should be able to have that wow. in your relationship with your woman. If you talk to her and you have open conversations with her, and if she's the type of girl who can't give you what you want, then you need to move on to the, you find the one who can. It goes both exactly. ways. You know, that's the sexual fulfillment goes both ways. You don't have to be a stud in a relationship and you're you're not happy. You're not getting your sexual fantasies met. She's getting hers met and you just like, I'm not fulfilled in this relationship. I'm just giving her what she wants. That's not how it's supposed to be. At all. At all. And like you said, nobody's going to be going that way. Who wants to live that way for the rest of their life? Nobody. Man, you got to be crazy. You better try and get that head game together so we can run. <laughs> <laughs> well, learn something. 
Let me go. You need me to draw you a chart. Let's get this. Let's get this whiteboard out here. Let me show you. Now we gonna do this, 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 this. this you no. Know? <laughs> Look, I'm into you. So we go. We gotta try and make this shit work. All right, Nick. Any last words in closing? Uh, well, again, I just thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it talking to you, getting the opportunity. Thank you for letting me on your platform. Um, but yeah, definitely enjoyed myself. It was a lot of fun, and I'm so happy that you uh, that you said yes because that's where it all started. It starts with someone being open to even something that they may not know a lot about. I appreciate you. I appreciate your mind. I appreciate your time, and um, I'm gonna be, of course, on your page three, four, five six times a day that's stud meets world on ig i'm tuning into the podcast by the same name as well you have a lot of great information on there i think every stud out there should be following you and listening to the podcast great stuff you're very transparent very open very educational and some of it's entertaining as well um i appreciate you i look forward to doing some other things with you too in the future so thank you all right thanks a lot thank you all right thank you